Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Also hit us up on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for uh, us and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, head out to Lebanon to see what they have to offer for your new ride at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination uh, uh, for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So we'll talk about last night's game. Luke was watching that and, and has some thoughts on uh, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, showing a little bit of life and coming just close enough uh, to maybe their first win in the NFL. But it's about Derrick Henry. And I've, I've had this thought. I kind of sprinkled it in there, I believe, on, on Monday's show, Luke, when Jack was in. Uh, and, and you came in on Tuesday, Thursday, and today. But I, I, there is, for me, a little bit of we need to pay attention to what Derrick Henry is doing, not because he's one of the biggest superstars in the NFL right now, but just because they're using him a lot. Yeah. And Derrick Henry, uh, they needed, they've needed so far, they needed all 92 of Derrick Henry's touches to get to two and one at this point. Uh, and now Derrick Henry's on pace for a ridiculous amount of touches, 521 touches over the 17 game season is what he's on pace for. And that simply cannot hold up. So we're going to talk about how much he's improved, how much credit he needs to get and how much credit he deserves for improving his game. But yesterday, Luke, this was a topic of conversation with Derrick Henry met with the media, right? Yeah, it, it was. And there's at least one or two press conferences every year, usually early in the season, when Derrick Henry takes workload questions from the media. And I think it was was Terry McCormick yesterday. He 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 sort of led into his with that. He was like, Derrick, and I, I feel like there's this one press conference every year where you get asked these questions. Right. And, and and Derek sort of chuckled at that. Uh, but but what stood out to me about what Derek's interaction with the media was yesterday is Terry asked his question. We went through a few topics. I asked something about turnovers. And then uh, Kaharski sort of circled back to the turnovers, or excuse me, to the, the workload. Yeah. And he asked Derek his question. And, and Derek just paused, had this big grin, and just started laughing. And he, he looked at us and he goes, guys, y'all always ask me these workload questions. I just play. And I love that because like he, he's not doing some kind of, you know, equation in his head where he's like, well, you know, if I get this many care now, now we can have that conversation. We're going to have that conversation, but it's not like Derek Henry is sitting there thinking, all right, well, I got, I got 33 touches this week. That is too many. And that is putting me on pace for X number. Like, he doesn't care. He's just going to go do what they tell him to do because he's Derrick Henry and he's superhuman. Yeah, and, and so what do you think about this? Like, Because I honestly feel like Derrick Henry is superhuman, but no humans and no running backs have been able to stack the amount of production on top of each other and compound this 
over and over and over to where he's having all these touches. Because here's here's the reality. What Derrick Henry is doing this year in the receiving game is making the Titans offense better. It's making the Titans offense unpredictable. I, for one, whether Zach wants to call me the Derrick Henry doubter or whatever he frames me as, which is incorrect, I'm a Derrick Henry uh, realist, is that Derrick Henry, uh, up until this year, has been a liability in the pass game when it comes to pass protection and the lack of natural ability to catch the football out of the backfield and be a threat. So for Derrick Henry, uh, they would have to have somebody like a Jeremy McNichols, previously Deion Lewis, DeMarco Murray, who they uh, trusted a lot early on in Derrick Henry's career to pass protect and catch the ball out of the backfield. They needed that spell. That's what Darrington Evans was drafted for. They needed that spell for Derrick Henry to come in on third and passing down to change things up and to one, help the offense convert that third down and two, give Derrick Henry a blow because Derrick Henry, as superhuman as he is, deserves and needs uh, plays off on the sideline. Ed says, ride that horse. I mean, yes, ride the horse, but also don't kill the horse too early. In, in that in that horse's life, and I I am anti horse racing. I, I'm not going to get into that that much. But like horses are abused in horse racing, therefore their lifespans are much shorter. Derrick Henry, you want his lifespan to not be as short. You want to be able to use him and his superb talents for as long as possible, while also balancing taking advantage of his abilities. Right, and so now he's catching the football well. He's pass protecting better this year than he ever has been. So now he's making the Titans offense less predictable on third and conflict downs. And so that's a good thing for the Titans offense. But here we go. Derrick Henry's on pace for 521 touches in 17 games this season. And I naturally think if he has over 500 touches this season, how, how healthy how fresh, how explosive is he going to be in deep January when the Titans are trying to meet their ultimate goal, winning the Super Bowl, or getting you, to the Super Bowl? You've been thinking a lot about this. That I have, like, like, I have been. I'm excited to get to respond to all of that. Yeah, so I, there you go. I, I kind of laid it out there. I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah, much there, better well, now. There's, so, a few, there's a few things there. So yes. what, you talked about – um, the, the workload in terms of wearing him out for the playoffs, you talked about, is it like a, the catch 22, right? Is it a, an issue that he's a receiver now? What, what do we want to address first? Cause there was a lot there. Uh, whatever you want to address. Like I, well, I laid it out there. So I'll let you kind of take whatever I just spewed well, in, at you. I'll, I'll just start with this. Yeah. The pass receiving. I fail to see how it's a bad thing that he is added it, this it, new dimension to it's not game. a no it helps the titans it's not a bad thing it is literally and that's why like i said in our in luke and i's pre-show f- uh phone but, call okay it might not be a bad thing but it's a concerning thing to you yes it, it well, it's a catch it's literally the perfect definition of catch 22 and i love the fact that we're using you're so catch, proud of that yeah, i'm very proud of this because it happened on accident it's a catch 22 that Derrick Henry, who wears number 22, is better at catching the football this year because it helps the Titans' offense be less predictable on third and four when Derrick Henry can be on the field. But the catch-22 is 
Those have been downs in the past where Derrick Henry has been allowed to go off the field to catch a break to be better once they convert that third down on the next set of downs. And so, like, they need to find moments throughout the season of giving Derrick Henry a break where it doesn't hurt the management, Austin. Yes, for Derrick Henry, like, I'm not like. It just needs, you know, it's not load managing because Derrick Henry doesn't need to sit out and not finish a game like Julio did this past week. Well, you know, I will say this quickly: uh, this this week is a great time for that to happen. They need to get up, you know, thirty to three so that that can happen. Yes, and so that's the beautiful catch twenty two nature of it. So I'll, now that I restated it, I'll let you kind of expand okay. on it in your, so your opinion. I am going to invoke the great Todd Dowling. For, for my response to all of this, because he had a great quote yesterday. And while you were going on your little rant there, I, yeah. I, I, I pulled it up here. Uh, this is courtesy of our good friend, Teron Davenport. Todd, da- da- Todd Davenport. Todd Downing was asked this question yesterday about the balance of wanting to get Derrick Henry the football, uh, but also wanting to make sure it's not too much. And this is what he said. Yeah, the, the balance is wins and losses. Yeah, the balance is wins and losses. So that, that's the scale uh, that I'm, I'm trying to keep balance, doing what I can to put people in positions to help this team win. The balance is wins and losses. Right. And he then made the declaration after that little clip that, and, and I know this is like rocket science to everyone, the more Derrick Henry gets the ball, the better chance we have to win. Well, he, he, sa- he said when Derrick Henry gets the football, the Tennessee Titans win football games. Yeah. I do not really care about the workload. It is worth talking about. I'm not going to act like it's not a thing. But we're not talking about Nick Chubb. We're not talking about Christian McCaffrey. We're talking about Derrick Henry. And the unique thing about Derrick Henry is this dude is like bionic. Yeah. And I don't think he has a breaking point. I think he is so well-constructed. Someone brought up a comment a minute ago about his off-season workouts. And, uh-huh. and I, don't, I don't think the fact that you know he's doing push-ups with chains on his neck makes him able to carry the ball more. But this is one of the best conditioned, if not the best conditioned player in the entire NFL in Derrick Henry. And when you look at what the Titans do with him during training camp, or at least did with him this year during training camp, it's all about conditioning. Derrick Henry did not take one rep of team drills in training camp because he was riding the bike and he was in the sand pit and he was preparing himself. And when I might have me, someone asked Vrabel uh, sort of what the purpose is to all of that. Vrabel's response was, we know that Derrick Henry is going to be a big part of what we want to do. And so that's what we're focused on is getting him prepared for that. And so, look, I don't think that whether we're talking about 450 touches over the course of a season or 530 touches over the course of the season, that, that there is some, you know, breaking point in the ether for Derrick Henry. Just give him the ball, win games, like Todd Downing said. <sighs> but now, you need you know, to – I don't care about – you know, if he gets hurt, that's one thing. But the whole, like, energy rest, I, I don't buy that. You don't buy it? Uh, like you don't think that Derrick him... Henry, no. But uh, it's so hard because every piece of and, and logic I in my with, uh, my all-time favorite NFL player, for those of you who don't know, is Adrian Peterson. I wouldn't buy for him too. Just keep giving it to him and see what happens. 
they're they're just not, some not rare guys anymore. where I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I, yeah, not I, anymore. I, I'm not saying it's yeah. 2021. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, like but, in 2011, 2012. But I guess I guess my point is, look, the, the Titans. I think what Todd Downing said and how you use this, the balance is wins and losses is is great, and it was a really good opinion and a good pull by you to find that clip because they need Derrick Henry to win games, but they also need Derrick Henry to not, they don't need to ride Derrick Henry every damn week to 30 touches to win a game. Like they have to find better ways to win. Austin, though, huh? like that, it's been three games. That yeah, I know, but it's been, but, uh, and, and they like the Seahawks game, they did exactly what they had to do. Right. They had like, that is like the Seahawks game. They put themselves in a hole. And they, their best player is who they use to get out of that hole. The Colts game, they messed around and twiddled their thumbs for with turnovers for a little bit and had to continue to use their best player to beat an inferior opponent. So my I guess my overall Let's point is act like they didn't really ride him in week one. He had 17 carries. Yeah, how many three, catches? Did, yeah, three but, catches. So 20 yeah, touches. Right, that's right. Not because much. right. And they got their asses kicked, right? And that's yeah, kind so of you can't act like every week this season that he has been. There are going to be games that they lose that he doesn't play as much in. There are going to okay. be games that they win by a wide margin that he. All right, so you so you bring up in the one loss that Derrick Henry had, uh, what uh, twenty touches in in the one loss in the two wins that just makes it even crazier. In the two wins, he averaged thirty six touches. So if you're saying the Titans win a game by Derrick Henry having thirty five touches. That's not good. Like they need other players to step up to help them make winning plays, so Derrick Henry doesn't have to do it himself. Well, that's, in the really most di- of- that's really difficult when your two other best offensive players are riding the the blue and, tent. And that's exactly why we're here today, because they <laughs> play the New York here today. Yes, we have gathered here today to discuss the Titans without their two best receivers. Probably no. We are. I'm guessing we're all expecting for AJ Brown and Julio Jones to not play against the awful New York Jets in New York. And so Derrick Henry, here we go again, is going to need 30 touches to beat the worst team in the NFL. Uh, and and that's what I I want them to avoid that this week because as Mike Vrabel, who is really good at thinking long term and bigger picture, Mike uh, Mike Vrabel also knows that he cannot lose to the freaking Jets. And you know, so with the situation, in order to meet the Jets, they're going to have to give Derrick Henry the ball way too often. A couple of things here. First of all, there's, there's a discussion going on in the comments that I see about getting a backup running back. Someone mentioned Todd Gurley. I won't pull the comment oh, up God. because it had a, an expletive in it. I don't know how bringing in an arthritic running back is a cure for this issue. No. Um, but someone else mentioned uh, Makai Sargent. Paul says Sargent is a stud. I don't know about that. Uh, and can back up Henry. I don't think the question here is do the Titans have, do the Titans need a capable backup? Because I, I, Jeremy McNichols has been fine. I mean, he caught a touchdown uh, on Sunday. And, and Derek, Derek even said yesterday, he said, because he got asked a question about, uh, do you think defenses like it when you come off the field on third down? He said, I hope so. And then he said, uh, and even when that happens, Jeremy comes in and does a great job. And I think yeah. he's right. McNichols is a fine pass protector and, and showed last week as he has throughout his tenure with the Titans that he's a, a good pass catcher. But I don't think that's the question here. The question here is, isn't, do they have a capable backup? You know, the, this is different than 
you know, what we were saying last year with Harold Landry, which is like, well, they got to get someone else who they can take him off the field for. The yeah. problem is Derrick yeah. Henry is so incredible and and so unlike anything we've seen since like you know the likes of Eric Dickerson and OJ Simpson. Jim Brown. Like I mean, that's yeah. Derrick Henry is today's Jim Brown, and that's not exactly. hyperbole. All exactly. right, so here, so let's get I'm gonna read a couple more uh comments. Uh, because I think uh, you know, Hunter says need Josh Reynolds and Marcus Johnson to begin to pick up some work. I mean, I agree with that. Master Jedi also says the time for Reynolds and the wide receiver depth to step up. And Ben uh, on YouTube saying AJ and Julio are failing Derrick Henry right now. So I, I want to comment on that, and, yeah. and I'm glad you brought that up, Ben, because and that was the other thing I wanted to say. It is, I will admit, very strange that they are so overly cautious with every nick and bruise. And in some ways, I think they sort of baby people. But then with Derrick Henry, it's effort. Give him the ball. Let's go. Right, but they handle him differently. Like, he hasn't practiced so far this week, and he's not – I doubt he practices it today because there's no point with it, you know. But you're right. Like, Derrick Henry just goes, right? So – um, so let's go ahead and uh, and and talk about and ask this question because I find that fascinating. We've kind of laid the groundwork for this question to happen. The first twenty minutes of the show was me uh, getting uh, feeling better about just letting things off my chest about all this. But now let's ask the question: How many touches is too many touches for Derrick Henry this week against the Jets? How many touches is too many ch- touches? for Derrick Henry this week against the Jets? Because we're focusing on this week because I think this is a great time for the Titans to buy Derrick Henry a lighter week against a really sucky team in the New York Jets on the road. Real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, renterswarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can let Renters Warehouse help you whether it's create extra cash flow for you and your family, uh, getting that long-term equity, which means long-term wealth, which means getting that retirement plan kick-started. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Simply renterswarehouse.com. And I want to tell you about our friends at BetMGM as soon as I find the graphic. There we go. BetMGM, because they've got a great deal going on for you today, as they typically do. If you give them the promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up for their app, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great deal to take advantage of. If you are sort of new to the sports betting world, you've been looking to get your feet wet, try it out, it's a great deal for you. Or if you're a vet and you've been looking for a new book to try out or just a great deal to take advantage of, uh, this is that deal for you as well. So again, download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. It's right there on your screen. And they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Yep. Let's get back into it, Luke. How many carries is too many – or how many touches? Because we're the, the good thing is we're talking about Derrick Henry catching the football. That's the catch-22 and the beauty yeah. and all that. Yeah. So how many touches is too many touches for Derrick Henry this week against the Jets? So that's the question. Uh, Jacob says 30 is too many. Aaron says 45 is too many. 45 is too many any week, in my opinion. Now, he got <laughs> – he got what 30 he got 42 against the Seahawks I want to say 41 or 42 against the Seahawks Ty Kendrick what's up Ty Kendrick says 30 uh Jeff says 25 they should be blowing them out before then Scott says 30 Ronnie says 25 plus uh Steven says 20 Jared says the Jets anything over 20 uh Mr. Cobra we will talk about Brett Kern uh, momentarily 
Uh, Noah says 33. Paul says 30. Jacob with 25. Billy says 30. Donald says 35. My God, 35 would be awful. Chris says 40. Same thing with what I just said. Uh, Danny says 40. Uh, so uh, a, a lot of comments. Luke, what's your answer? How many touches is too many touches for Derrick Henry this week versus the Jets? 50. Well, that's a big no, come dog on, You're just I, saying whatever. You don't care. <laughs> well, you yeah. Just... And, and so that's like, I don't think there is any amount of carries after this game where I would say, oh, no, they, they, they screwed this one up. Like, if it takes, if it takes him, obviously not 50, but if it takes him, 36, 37 touches to beat the Jets. Then you give him 36, 37 touches and you go three and one. So you're just uh, trying to go one and oh every week and loading up Derrick Henry yes, and riding him. I'm trying him. to go one and one, one and oh every week. No, I'm, you're just being, you're, you don't care. You, you're not worried whatsoever. You have zero iota. Luke Warsham gives a damn about Derrick Henry <laughs> uh, uh, compiling 500 plus touches this season before the playoffs. You're just saying I'm trying to go one and zero every week, and Derrick Henry can get no, me there with as many I, touches as I think it would be great if they had the. They'll have the division locked up in week 14 at this rate, and just give him the rest of that time off, right? Well, no, but I, I think the way they, the way they have the ability to lock up the division early, they're going to try to go for one of the, that that top seed, if that's the case, right? Like they're going to try to go ahead and get you know maybe the the second seed to get an extra home game, whatever it might be. But my guys, Derrick Henry, if he has 30 or more touches against the freaking Jets, then you're starting to really be concerned about the Titans offense. In my, in no, my you're opinion. not, okay. because A.J. Brown and Julio Jones aren't out there. Derrick, well, okay, fair, 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 fair. So Derrick Henry needs to have a lighter day against the Jets. This is a beautifully built-in uh, slow week, light week for Derrick Henry. You want Ryan Tannehill to use Chester Rogers and Josh Reynolds and Michael Pruitt and maybe Anthony Ferkser, who's been practicing this week. And you want uh, you want Ryan Tannehill to throw for two fifty and three touchdowns, and Derrick Henry to have you know twenty carries, a buck fifteen, and and call it a day. That you do not want Derrick Henry to have thirty or more touches. So my number is 30 or more because he's catching the ball more often. You, you kind of have to, if he wasn't, if this was last year and he wasn't catching the ball like he is this year, I had that number at 25, but with his catching ability, I'm pumping that up to 30. He 30 touches is too many for Derrick Henry against the Jets. You know, we talked all off season about the pick your poison Titans offense, right? Yeah. Pick your poison. You're going to cover Julio. You're going to cover AJ. You're going to stop the run. Well, there's no more picture poison. It's just the one thing. It's the one-headed monster. It's Derrick Henry. And so, look, I don't know. Maybe against a bad secondary, you can get some stuff out of these middling receivers. I I, I left out NWI. Um, Billy says he wants to see Logan Woodside in the fourth quarter. That would be great. I think everyone right? wants to see that. Yes. You would like to see Logan Woodside in the fourth quarter of as many games of Every as game, yeah. Not like not if it's like it wasn't against you, the court. You would love to see Logan Woodside in the fourth quarter when they play the Bills in two weeks on Monday Night Football. Right. So Seth on Twitch says Henry can secure a gold jacket this year with an amazing year, which he's on track for. Let the king do what he does best: eat. Like and you're right, Derrick Henry can this year secure a Hall of Fame gold jacket. Like that's not 
uh, crazy to say either. No running back uh, in the history of the NFL has followed up a 2,000-yard season with rushing for over 1,500 yards. There have been three NFL running backs in history to have three consecutive uh, uh, years of leading the league in rushing. All of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Derrick Henry is about to have his third season in a row of leading the league in rushing, which can lock up the Hall of Fame. That's true. But the Titans are trying to actually go for a Super Bowl this year. That's what they're trying to do. And I think they need to make sure Derrick Henry is ready for the playoffs more than they are his gold jacket size. Now, before the season, something that I said a lot, I, I probably said it on here, I definitely, I, I've said it a lot. Uh, and that is that they probably don't want Derrick Henry to run for 2,000 yards this year. But again, my primary reason for saying that was not a workload thing, was not a running him to death. It was, if Derrick Henry has 2,000 yards, it's because you're not getting anything out of these big-time receivers that you have. Right. It's because there's no balance. Right. And... So far, there hadn't been a whole heck of a lot of balance. Julio Jones had a phenomenal first half against Seattle. But last week, he and Brown barely played. Uh-huh. And even when Jones was in for the first three quarters, he had, what, three catches? Not his fault. He can only catch it when it's thrown to him. No, but... and there were three nice like, like he had. Yeah, yeah. Julio had a really good first half um, against uh, the Colts. It's just it didn't end the way that we all thought it was going to be. But, you know, my concern about Derrick Henry – if I were to be concerned and say he's getting the ball too much, it wouldn't be about him so much as it would be about the lack of balance on offense. So all that to say, if the Titans get to Monday night football in this scenario and they're four and one and Julio and AJ are back after two week off or one week off or whatever, and Henry is still getting 35 carries. Yes. At that point, I will be concerned because Look, I, I realize the workload thing is real. I just am more concerned about winning games. Yeah. But when and, you get to that point and he's still getting that many carries, you are doing yourself a disservice and setting yourself up for failure because you're making yourself one-dimensional when you have a young stud and a future Hall of Famer on the perimeter and perhaps in the slot. From time yeah. To time. Um, Master Jedi says, I bet Julio would be playing this week if the Titans are playing the Bills and the Chiefs. I – I about Julio. I kind of agree there. I, I that, asked you that on on it was yesterday. If if the Monday Night Football game was was today, I think they're probably both playing. Perhaps AJ. I don't know because it's still Week Four, and AJ it has a you know the week to week thing is a little di- bit different than Julio being tight, right? So uh, I would say yes on Julio, maybe not on on AJ. But my thing about uh, and Cody says, I don't think he needs to be load managed. This man is different. I, my thing Built with, with different Austin. My, yeah, I know. My my thing with this week is it's the Jets. I, it's not that it's Derrick Henry who has 92 touches through three games. It's it's the Jets and Derrick Henry has 92 touches through three games because the all Jets, right, man. Ha, this the is Jets the best have, defensive front. They'll play all. Which is okay. Let me focus on that because Luke told we me that about yesterday. that yesterday, right? Yes, uh, off the show. That was off the air. Oh, that was off air. Okay. Yes. So that. Luke t- tells me yesterday that Mike Vrabel said this is the Jets' defensive front is the best front we might face all year, and I was like, Coach, you play the Rams. 
in Aaron Donald. <laughs> and and he played the, the Cardinals, Cardinals with the Cardinals with did a Hall pretty damn good job of dismantling you in week one. Yeah. I was like, what a ridiculous comment. The, the Rams have at least one Hall of Famer in Aaron Donald, and the Cardinals probably have two in Chandler yeah. Jones and JJ Watt. Yeah, Chandler Jones was sizing up his sleeves uh, against the Titans in week one. But the, my point is the Jets have not scored a touchdown in 22 consecutive possessions. The Jets, in three games, have not attempted an extra point. The Jets have seven turnovers, seven interceptions. Their quarterback is just throwing up jump ball like he's playing jackpot on the elementary school uh, rec field. So the Jets are so bad that you don't need Derrick Henry to touch the ball 30 times, even without A.J. and Julio. Go in there, score touchdowns, don't kick field goals, get up at halftime by multiple scores, and then coast and win the game. Like, you know it should they, be you know easier. Else, you know what else they shouldn't do this week, Austin? What? Punt. Segway. Segway, yes. One says, what did I miss? You're about to talk about the punter. All right, so here we go. Yeah, the Titans should not be punting that much. Um uh, this week against the Jets. So we're going to talk about the punter here in a second. What is your concern level with Brett Kern's injury uh, with his right groin? Hey, everybody gets hurt, even the punter sometimes. Whenever you get hurt, make sure you know who to go to and who to trust. That is the folks at the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So whenever you do get hurt, which it sucks, injuries happen in life, know who to trust. Know who will streamline the process and make it easy on you and not send you all over town to all these different places and addresses for every step along the way. No, Bone & Joint keeps it simple. One building, everything done right there, boneandjointtn.org. Today, if you sign up for our friends at BetMGM and you give them the promo code A to Z Sports, it's right there on your screen, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. And that is only on BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Yep, download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Talking about the punter now, Luke. What's your concern level of the Titans punter without Brett Kern, 1 through 10? Uh, you mentioned that they shouldn't be punting much against the yeah. Jets. They only technically punted twice. Um, well, technically once via the box score, but Brett Kern punted the ball twice last week against the Colts. Uh, the second one was the rough in the kicker that led to the NWI fumble uh, later on that drive. We're not really sure what happened to Brett Kern. There was no, there was no injury designation on Brett Kern during the game, right? No. Um, it is fair to wonder whether it happened when he got roughed. Um, yeah, I mean, that's natural to think about. Um I don't you know, remember him limping off or walking. He didn't punt after that. I didn't need to. Well, and you know what the interesting thing is too? He also didn't have to. He, he no, he did. Did he hold the extra? Uh, did he hold the field goal for Randy Bullock at the end? Yeah, he had to have. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, you know, nothing. He, he was able to finish that game because he didn't hold the extra point because it went for two. Um, and then so we would have noticed he, if that had happened. Yeah, you would have noticed if Logan Woodside was holding that field goal that would have put him up nine again. You would if have I definitely noticed that, someone else. Someone yeah, you, somebody would have noticed uh, for sure. Um, so, w- so l- let's go through these comments. What's your level of concern in the Titans punting without if Brett Kern can't go? Which them signing Townsend to the active roster yesterday 
that makes me sign right makes there. me feel like Brett Kern's not going to be out there today. Yeah, that 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 was your sign when they signed him to the active roster. Um, you know, Craig Ackerman yesterday left the possibility open. He said it's a day to day thing with Brett Kern, uh, but but like I've already said twice, I mean, your sign is that they signed someone to the active roster, not the practice squad, the active roster. So, but even uh, then, like you can still bring people up from the practice squad, and that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that they signed him to the active roster, I think. Uh, Shows you a lot about what's probably going to happen this weekend. It's probably going to be Johnny Townsend punting the ball for the Tennessee Titans. Level of concern, very low, like two. I, I mean, to start with this, it's not like Brett Kern has been phenomenal this season. He had a really rough preseason. Could he rebound? Sure, but it's not like, so far, they have had vintage Brett Kern. Right. So that's number one. Number two, you're probably not going to be punting very much. At least you would hope not this week. If, if Johnny Townsend is out there a lot, that's a problem. That's what I would be concerned. But also number three, like, it's punting. And and I know everyone's going to go back, well, what about Trevor Daniel on Thursday Night Football last year? That wasn't his fault. The one he shanked, well, maybe. But yeah, but the yes. block that's not him. That's not his. But the fault. shank is what really iced the game. The shank is what yeah, changed. The Titans got killed by the Colts anyway in that game. That that game was never close because of what happened. Because of the block punt that I agree was I believe the block punt if I remember correctly, Luke but was Ray David Guy Long. Out there. Was He's David not getting that one off? But David Long, I want to say, is who in uh, you know no. If I'm wrong, then apologies to David Long. But I, I want to say David Long was who missed the assignment on the block punt. But then shanking the block punt just buried the whole uh, – the, the Titans couldn't climb out of it after the shank because the Colts were able to go down short field touchdown to put it out even further. So, yeah, the punter killed them uh, last week. And punting is important. Now, yeah, it might not be – punting is important. I just don't think there's going to be this massive drop-off. Brett Kerr's one of the best in the world to do to punt. There is yeah. a massive drop off. And look, Johnny Townsend is not terrible at either. He Johnny Townsend. And that's comes the point from, I'm making. Johnny Townsend comes from a punting family. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but he uh, he he punted at Florida, and his brother Tommy also punted at Florida. And Tommy is. Uh, the Chiefs punter. So, like, there is a punting family. So, if you're going to go to the punting tree to get a new punter, you, you go get a Townsend, and you'll feel a little better about it. And uh, and Trevor Daniel wasn't terrible either outside of that uh, one game last year. and has been a good punter at times throughout the year, in the, throughout his career. But, so, what's your what's your level of concern, one through ten? Two. And you all missed the point. Brett's a Hall of Fame punter. Uh, let's see well, there was another one. Uh, let's see. Someone else said something really, really over the top. about. Rudy says, are you kidding me? Luke Kern is the best in the NFL. He hadn't been very good this year. You don't think he's been very, I mean, he's been, I, I, I would agree. He hasn't been, fine. been and he was yeah, bad. Yeah. And he was like, he was straight up bad in the preseason. Um, he's been fine in the regular season. I fine, just think- but he hasn't been Brett Kern. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron says, Luke out here mocking me. <laughs> wow, I thought I liked you. Aaron, don't take it so personally. Jesus. 
<laughs> My goodness. And Dom says it's a small sample size like this. I think I think Kern is is still very good. Like yeah, he yeah, has gotten maybe he's got maybe he's gotten off to a slower start here. Uh, but I, I so my level of concern against the Jets, I'm not that concerned. Um, uh, but overall, like you need Brett Kern. Brett Kern is a weapon. Brett Kern yes, could be a you need Brett Kern. But it, you're talking about giving Derrick Henry less touches because you think you can beat the Jets so easily and now we're sitting here talking about we're been out of shape about a punter for one game nobody, nobody's saying we're been out of shape we're asking the question like i mean i think most of the answers when we're going through the uh the level of concern i think most of the answers if i can scroll up here's a three louis a 9.8 but i don't take anything louis says seriously <laughs> Is uh, it louis or lewis because I, I called I him lewis earlier it's probably Louis because Louis would probably be E double. Let us know, Louis. Put it yeah, in the chat. Uh, Louis, Louis, you know he's he's a diehard, so he's always here. So I appreciate Louis. T, uh, TJ says six. A little concerning with Kern uh, because if you're the other team, you're going eighty yards to score every time. Uh, so uh, another comment. You know, we got a couple tens, but one for Danny, uh, five for Scott. You know, eight for Cody, sevens four. So we're kind of like right there in the middle. Like nobody's. Danny says that he's going to nine. Normally wouldn't go that high. Uh, but this is coming repetitive for him. So this is more of a bigger picture comment about Brett Kern now that he is uh, getting back a little bit. So my my level of concern this week is at a four. Um, I don't think this is that big of a deal. Now, I will say the Titans have gone three and out on their opening drive and typically gone backwards on their opening drive in all three games, and that – that is where Brett Kern is needed to pin back the other offense uh, when, the, when the Titans offense can't get off uh, to a good start. So I'm curious if the Titans offense, again, for the fourth game in a row, goes three and out to start the game, can the Jets try to take advantage of a potential shorter field to go put up points on the board? That's where I would think this would come into play. But I also think there's no way the Titans go three and out to start against the Jets defense. Yeah, it's just on my level of things that I'm concerned about with the Titans this week, this is like number 15. Like, Name Bobby, the other 14. Name the other 14. Well, I'll name a few. Rashawn Evans is on the team as a linebacker. That's number one. He has been terrible this year. Also, Which didn't it's, Shane it's, Bowen say he's not, been good? It's, yeah, I tweeted that yesterday just to let people react to that because um, he got asked a question about – David Long and, and Jayon Brown playing together. He's like, you know, I think we've got three guys who are pretty interchangeable there. And, you know, Rashawn's played well for us this year. And, yikes. Uh, but Brett Kern isn't even my number one special teams concern with this team. Because, you know what, they're really, really bad at on special teams is kickoff return. And I know you, you're you going to say, well, everyone's bad at it. Like, yeah, they're consistently starting, like, inside the 20, inside the 15, even um, – and teams are just pooching the ball to the two because they know what's going to happen. Uh, and, and Craig Aukerman was asked yesterday, uh, Teron asked him why they swapped from Chester Rogers to Jeremy McNichols as a kick returner. And he said, because Chester was getting hit too much. Yeah, they, and they need needed Chester Rogers. They needed, yeah, exactly. Chester Rogers was getting smoked. Uh, Chester Rogers really good though punt returning. So yeah, the, and Ben's yeah, right. The awful. the league has made everyone bad at kick return. Everyone, 
everyone yeah, is but I bad. feel like that's not happening around the league. I mean, I may be wrong, but I don't think that teams are consistently starting at the 16 every time that the ball isn't kicked into the end zone. Uh, Josh says, Austin, do you think the Titans should get the linebacker you tweeted about? I would love him combined with Long and Brown. Are you talking about Jamie Collins? Because I, I, I tweeted about him a couple days ago when the Lions cut him. Collins is old. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I I don't think that's an issue right now. I think Jamie Collins, you just would want to rush the passer. Um, and, you know, the Titans are thin there, but uh, I, I wouldn't think so. But, yeah, I mean, the Titans have had some issues, um, you know, that they need to sure up. But uh, I, I do think the punter, like, they should be okay this week without Brett Kern. Now, when you get to Buffalo, Kansas City, the Colts, and then you go with the Rams again, like that four game stretch, very important. And so you want to be able to have Brett Kern back, which, you know, we're talking about this, you know, this Jets game is a, you know, sit people out if they need to be sat out type of game and try to give Derrick Henry a little lighter of a load, but you still got to go out there and beat the Jets. And so we'll find out what it looks like on Sunday uh, for sure. But Luke, last night you watched the Jags uh, give uh, a pretty good effort against the Bengals, losing that game eventually 24-21 as the Joe Burrow put together a drive uh, to have a game-winning field goal at the end there. But the signs of life the Jags are showing and what it means for the Titans and the AFC South. Uh, but real quick, let me tell everybody about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to check out their inventory. If you're looking for a new ride, Hit up Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon, Wilson County Hyundai. They do a great job of finding the right car for you without that pressure of forcing you into something that you might not want or might not need or might not be able to afford. Wilson County Hyundai will, will help you out. They'll find the right car for you. They'll let you test drive it. They'll let you take it home, sleep on it, wake up, go get the coffee in it the next day, truly fill out that car, and then come back and figure out the numbers later. Wilson County Hyundai, they have those a great inventory of the Hyundai Palisade that is honestly, I think, one of the up-and-coming best uh, third-row SUVs on the market out there for a way better price than its competitors. Seriously. Wilson County Hyundai, that Hyundai Palisade is sweet. Check it out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And today, if you sign up for the BetMGM app and you give them the promo code that you see there, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Yes. Also, uh, coming up today at 2 o'clock, get yourself ready for the NFL and college football weekend with our guy Alan Bell and Brian Edwards, A to Z Sports Picks, coming up at 2 o'clock Central Time on the same channels you're watching right now. Uh, Alan and Brian do a great job. So if you're missing our SEC Picks, that we normally do on Fridays. Zach and I uh, go head-to-head season-long with our SEC picks, but Zach is out today. He had something pop up, so he couldn't make it back today. Uh, But we will – I I couldn't do it without him, and I could not have him send me my picks and then his picks not influence my picks because that's just not how it works. So we're taking the week off from SEC picks, but Zach will be back. Uh, next week for SEC picks. And don't forget A to Z sports picks with Brian and Allen at two o'clock today presented by BetMGM. All right, Luke, what did you learn yesterday about the Jags? I learned that they can win because through the first two, three weeks of the season, they looked utterly hopeless. Like they might go 0-16. Trevor Lawrence was bad. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was bad. 
not nothing redeeming about their performances over the first three weeks. Last night, they go in against a talented Bengals team. Can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, they go in against a talented Bengals team and were a yard away from being up 21 to nothing at halftime. They had the ball on. It was fourth and goal from the one. They ran a zone read. Lawrence got stuffed. Then uh, they went to halftime up 14 to nothing. But again, one yard for being up 21 to nothing against a team that's three and one. Does that mean that they're now going to storm the barricades of the AFC South? Probably not. But I think earlier this week, when we were looking ahead at the Titans game against, because that's a, the Jags' next opponent is the Titans. When we were looking ahead to that, we were saying, you know, easy dub, check it. Um, I don't know about that necessarily. I'm not saying the Jets are, or excuse me, the Jags are going to beat the Titans, but I don't. I, I think this team proved last night that they're getting better and that they're not quite as much of a pushover as maybe we thought they were. Now, it also bears mentioning that they totally collapsed to the second half. Going into the locker room up 14-0, it took two drives on offense for the Bengals to tie the game. They got the I believe they got the ball to start the second half. Yeah, that, that's right. They got the ball to start the second half, drove straight downfield touchdown. Jags three and out, another touchdown drive from Joey Burrow, 14-14. Then they exchanged a couple more touchdowns, and at the end, the Bengals rookie kicker uh, hit a game winner that was basically a glorified extra point. They were very, very close. Uh, so – they did collapse in the second half. Yeah. They've still got a lot of problems. Um, one of their best defensive players is now a Carolina Panther, C.J. Henderson. Mm-hmm. But they're not totally hopeless, and I thought Lawrence did some good things last night, which you couldn't have said about his first two games. Right. Yeah, the, the, It's all it took is that one three and out in the early uh, third quarter after the Bengals put seven on. Uh, for the Bengals just come down there and tie it real quick. And then, look, a good answer by the Jags to go answer the two touchdowns with a touchdown of their own. I mean, that game got interesting there uh, in the second half with four touchdowns and five drives. Just boom, 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 putting up some points uh, there. But I, I think it shows that the Jags are not – oh, Luke disappeared on me. Where did Luke go? Luke, where did you go? Where did Luke did, – did Luke disappeared. I was I had my screen – uh, out. Where do you go? Where do you go? Is he going to be back? He's trying to make it back. There he is. Now he's back. What happened? Where'd you go? Do you even know that you're back, you know yet? You're back, you're back yet? Oh gosh. He Luke. I don't know what is going on with Luke. Luke, just did you kick yourself out? Come on, dude. I've got you right here. That's not the one that's working. This is the one that's working. Oh, now you've got, I'm going to have to mute you. My goodness. Luke, what are you doing? Like, what do you even got going on? Like you're, you're like, look at the computer. Can you hear me? Through a different device. Oh my, why are you trying to use, why are you trying to use a different device? Because my computer is not letting me, participate it is your computer's right there oh, we're back we're yes back. <laughs> okay that was weird oh i don't know what God. happened oh i just i'm staring listening i was like ready for your take on this game and then all of a sudden my picture went away and then you went away and i tried to get back in and it wouldn't let me in my phone was letting me in um, oh my god like i was just like what are you doing like because it's right there and you just had no idea that you were back in yeah rookie move on luke 
Yeah, space I, I, cadet. I was man. back in, but I could not see you. That was the problem. Okay. All right. No, well, we figured it out. We're back in. I don't even know what I was talking about. But oh, basically, the Jags are not a pushover. The Jags are 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 are, are able to you know, give you a game where you can't just go in there and expect to win. And I'm very, very interested to see what it's going to look like with the Titans uh, next week at the Jags after the Jags have their miniature bye week after the Thursday night game. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, that's the takeaway. It's not that they're about to take over the division. Like who was it that said that, that sent that tweet? It was like, AFC South is wild. Oh, Jason McIntyre. Like, what a stupid tweet. Like, why would you even (laughs) say that? Jason McIntyre tweeted this at 8.33, which I'm guessing was like after the Jags went up 14-0. But he tweets this last night. This is the Jags team I expected to see from week one. Lawrence cooking and confident, urban aggressive. The AFC South is still wide open. Yeah, Dude, like, I, that's... like I told you this morning, I'm not one of these people that's like, the Titans need national attention because who cares? But like when you're an analyst and you can't recognize that the Titans consistently win under Mike Vrabel and are head and shoulders above the Jags, like I, I lose a lot of respect for you. What a dumb tweet. Like, just don't <laughs> tweet that. Like, wait. Like, what, Like, who? you're just only going to make yourself like, look stupid. Like, let's say, not this week, uh, but let's say in a couple weeks the Jets, like, have a good first half and, and are up 14 to nothing. AFC East is wide open. Like, Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to, like, at Jason McIntyre. Like, yo, you think the uh, AFC East is wide open now? <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and get to Ain't That Good News. Ain't That Good News to end our show every week on Friday. Make sure you share your good news uh, to send us all to the weekend. Very excited about this weekend. I am. Uh, but let's get it going. And let me start it off with Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu equals over five hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? Full body electronic muscles uh, d- simulation. Uh, they really help you out. They build strong functional muscle while not putting any stress or pressure on your joints or any uh, pre-existing or current injuries. Uh, Mandu.com. Check them out. Your first workout is free. It's for everybody. Young, older, overweight, in shape, need to put on muscle, need to cut fat, whatever it might be. Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals and if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, you always get your first free workout, but tell them A to Z sent you, and they'll take 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up right there at mandu.com. And our friends at A, at, at a to Z Sports, at BetMGM, if you use the promo code A to Z Sports, will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That is why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Absolutely. Ain't that good news? Uh, so... In the comments, tell us your good news. Do we get uh, to play the little uh, video? Oh, thank you, Luke, because I... I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing that because it's not in my mental like process to continue to do that yet. I'm having to rework my routine to get that a part of my process of transitions throughout live reads. And uh, I appreciate you playing that for me. That's that fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic. Hey, how about this good news? This is uh, Darius. Darius has been watching the show for a long time. Big congrats, Darius. He says, today is the big day marrying the wifey today. So and I appreciate started it. it with us? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Darius starting off his wedding day 
with A to Z sports. That's this is why we <laughs> created Ain't That Good News. So we've had pay, we've had people watching us while they've delivered their baby. <laughs> we've had wedding days. We've had all these great things, graduations, everything. Big congrats to Darius. Congrats, Darius. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's Jeff's see, more, at Disney World. Yeah, big Magic Jeff Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big Big Jeff's always down there in Disney. Hey, Aaron says good news. Today's the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Uh, Jerome says good news in line for promotion with FedEx. Congratulations. Uh, Scott says got mine at the end of July for retail. It's great. Talking about more promotions. Uh, Stacy says have two good news. First, celebrate his birthday on Tuesday in Atlanta. One last night. I'm guessing that's the Braves, right? Uh, yes, they yes. clinched the division yesterday. Nice. Josh says his family bought a heated in-ground pool. Construction starts soon. Get to enjoy that next summer. Uh, Luke, what is your good news? Well, I, I've got two. So my two first good news is a good news. Yeah, my first good news is I am up by 40 points in my fantasy baseball championship. Oh God. And I, I've had a, a thrilling season. Every week it's been about like that. I went 20 and three in the regular season. Love fantasy baseball. It's so much better than fantasy football. I, you get to do it. It's every day. It's not just, you know, that's, that you, that's terrible. That sounds awful. <laughs> every day. Are you kidding me? That sounds yeah, you, like you set your lineup every day. No, I know it's how bad. it works. And that's why I don't play fantasy baseball. I don't play so any fantasy fun. sports, but this, Fan, this will I, be my, this will be my first trophy, so I'm I'm really excited. If you hold on to it, if I hold on to the forty point lead, yes. Uh, uh, Aaron says more good news. The Preds smashed last night six two. Yeah, Aaron, pre-season. I'm sorry, dude. Preseason hockey uh, <laughs> is not moving the needle. Why didn't we break that game down today? Uh, because Austin? nobody watched it. I don't know. <laughs> and Bobby's right. I hate other people' fantasies. <laughs> nobody cares about fantasy. Oh, I know. Teams. But I'm, it's the championship, which is why I bring it up. Other yeah, other yeah. good news is, like I mentioned yesterday, my new piano comes in on Tuesday, which oh, yes, is very yeah. exciting. Now, there was some intrigue yesterday from you guys when I when I started talking about piano brands and everything. So I have made a 30-second cut-up of me playing an original song. Oh, so, look at this. Original song. Yeah. wrote that yeah that's awesome that's really cool because i have no i have no concept of how how to do that like how to write it <laughs> how to play it i have zero musical bone in my body that was really good really impressive thank you yeah so yeah luke luke and play uh the maestro are we gonna start giving luke Nick- <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well now my good news is gonna be really boring just because uh of what of what Luke said. Uh, Luke just did there. So bravo to Luke. Uh, bravo. So uh, my good news is that I uh, I love October 1st because I always think about uh, Norm McDonald, who just passed away I a couple weeks Norm ago. McDonald. 
uh, great comedian, Norm MacDonald, uh, who unfortunately did pass away. I always think of uh, the, the clip from Billy Madison when they're sitting by the pool and the fat guy wakes up. They're both hammer drunk. The fat guy wakes up and he goes, ah, oh, what day is it? And Norm MacDonald goes, ah, oh, October. And so I always think of October 1st. I always think of Norm MacDonald just being going, what day is it? October. And so uh, that is my, uh, my good news is it's October 1st. Norm MacDonald just passed away. So I will spend probably a few minutes of my day later on today rewatching Norm MacDonald uh, uh, clips. Uh, uh, yeah, and Jerome says Norm died. Where has he been? He, he passed away a couple weeks ago. Uh, had a long, very uh, secretive uh, battle with cancer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so October, uh, that's always fun. Norm MacDonald told the only 9-11 joke that didn't deeply offend me. Like, I hate those jokes. Like, they they make my blood boil. But What was it? Told, it? So, I, you can find it pretty easily on YouTube. But he's like, uh, you know, JetBlue Airlines was rated number one in customer service. You know, it was rated worst in customer service. 9-11 Airlines. He said, that's a terrible name. Reminds me of that tragedy. And then, he, and then he's talking about, he's like, hey, I had to walk through blood and bones in Manhattan to find my brother. It turned out he was in northern Canada, but uh, it, it's just, it's classic Norm MacDonald yeah. nonsense. Yeah, that, pretty funny. Uh, funny guy. So uh, that is my my good news is the Norm MacDonald. I was, I was going to try to play something from Norm MacDonald, uh, but I don't want us to get sniped on YouTube for copyright infringement, which is why it would be – I would have played the uh, – what what month is it or what day is it, October, but that yeah. would have probably caused us to get uh, to get in trouble on YouTube, which I, uh, as the owner of this company, I'm not trying to get us sniped by <laughs> – by uh, YouTube. So anyway, but we'll have a, hey, I will say this because somebody brought up Oktoberfest. Hey, Scott says Oktoberfest tomorrow. Mill Creek Brewery is having their Oktoberfest. So if you guys want to go out and enjoy Oktoberfest, check it out. Mill Creek Brewery in Nolensville. Uh, we'll be there on Sunday for Titans jets. So get ready for Sunday Titans jets at Mill Creek Brewery. Uh, for Sunday's pregame, uh, halftime, and postgame show. And then Oktoberfest at Mill Creek is tomorrow. So check that out uh, if you have some time. So we'll see you guys later on. Hope you have a great start to your weekend. And we'll see you Sunday. Appreciate it.